Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. You can find us at hypercleanstore.com. But if you want to interact, have some fun, share some ideas, talk about products, go to the Hyperclean Specialist Group on Facebook. Marshall and I are really appreciative of everything going on in that group. If you're listening to the podcast and you haven't gotten into that Facebook group, it is more about work, uh, what you should use products, finding new ways to use products. It's a really cool thing. So now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about some news that's broken in the PPF world. Expel going direct to Rivian, the truck manufacturer. What does this mean? Well, it's pretty simple. The PPF community is much wilder with their opinions about how much they love or hate Expel than anything that goes on in just the general detailing talk. So I'll fill everybody in on my thoughts on it. Expel has really made the decision for a long time. They weren't very concerned about their partners and that's their, you know, they're a publicly traded company. They got to do bigger moves and they got to keep shareholders happy. So this stuff is just my opinion, guys. Expel makes a fine film, but I want to kind of think through this a little bit and show everybody how it works. So they're going to start selling packages directly through Rivian. And again, they're pretty honest on their website of what they're going to do. Okay. They're not, they're not very hard to figure out. Here's the statement. Here we go. We are pleased to take this opportunity, our proprietary design and methodology, paint protection, fill, blah, 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 directly to Rivian customers. Okay. Here's what they say. Expel will operate an installation facility in close proximity to Rivian's normal Illinois assembly plant to ensure installation quality control on the vehicle. That's directly from Expel's website. This isn't my opinion. And so we have all these people that weighed in on this and go, oh, this is going to be great for installers. And we're all going to make more money because of it because they're Expel fanboys, I guess. I don't know where you would get that. And Expel has done a few things in its history to show you that they're not installer friendly. They've put installation facilities corporately owned in damn near every big city that matters, including here in Las Vegas. So the two most reputable shops, PPF-wise, don't carry Expel. Most people that care about their business here in Las Vegas don't carry Expel. Same as going on in Phoenix. Same as happened in parts of Texas. So they've already said they're going to go direct right to your customer. Okay, you want to still defend them. That's, that's your decision. I'm just giving you the facts on the ground. And then they make this decision with Rivian. And I see all this stuff on the Facebook groups. Oh, this is going to be great for me. People are going to come in with Rivian trucks and they're going to ask me to do installations. They're doing full stealth transformations at the Rivian plant for $4,500. There's no big facility out here in the retail world doing your Rivian truck for $4,500 full stealth conversion. So what, they're going to come in and ask you for a $4,500 deal. It's going to be an argument in your facility. And they're not going to come in anyway. But that's what you're saying. 
oh, this is going to, if I carry Expel, it's going to make it more widely known. Dude, Rivian builds a few thousand cars. They don't build a few million. But it shows you what Expel is trying to do. Expel took an investment from BlackRock, one of the biggest investment groups in the world, if not the big, biggest, I think it is the biggest. And magically, this deal gets done. Why? Because BlackRock has a connection to Rivian, and they're going to go after Tesla, and they're going to go after Lucid, and they're going to go after Chevy, and they're going to go down the line and try to go direct. Expel has to make a move. Expel is tapped out in the retail market. Nobody wants to hear that, but that's the facts. They've laid a lot of staff off. They had a bad end to last year, even before times got tough. Expel's got to make some big moves here, or they're going to suffer. But I want to talk about the installer side of things. Why would I go on Facebook groups and a bunch of these installers be supporting Expel when Expel is telling you they're going to cut you out? And if a Rivian comes to the Expel website, they're going to try to send them to a corporate office for the installation in your area. What Expel is going to do, because remember, Expel doesn't manufacture their film. Expel is going to try to control from the time they receive the film to the time the customer gets the film on their car. And I want you to think about it this way. Is it easier if I send 100,000 rolls to the Rivian plant or if I send 100,000 rolls to 50,000 different installers in 50,000 different areas? What's easier? couple rolls per person. What's easier? One truckload going here or 50,000 trucks I got to control? Doesn't make Expel bad. I offer several films at my shop. Expel isn't one of them. I could carry Expel tomorrow. Expel's been in my shop begging me to carry their stuff. No problem. They make good film. Do they make the best film? No, I don't think they make the best film. So why would I be supportive of, as an installer if my whole goal is to put the best film on cars? I know a bunch of seven and eight figure shops that don't put Expel on cars. Expel's a good company. Why as an installer, why as a detail shop, why as that person would you sit and defend Expel? If you like Expel, like Expel. I'm really referencing the guys that are willing to put their name on the line for Expel when Expel's telling you, we don't care about the installer, we're trying to go behind your back and cut these big deals. Because remember, let's say 25,000 Rivians get built, which I think is their goal. That's not what they're going to build. They're going to fall short of that. Let's say it's 25,000. If Expel installs paint protection film on all 25,000 and you're an Expel dealer, there's no more Rivians for you to do. And we all know that that customer of Rivian trucks would buy paint protection film. So tell me again how it works in your favor through the Rivian brand, how it's going to make things work for you. Oh, well, if they have another car, they'll bring that to me. There's like 5, 10, 15, 20 people that install and expel just in your city, probably, if you're in a big enough city. They're going to cut. You're not going to have exclusivity at all. That's the route that expel is going. That's the route everybody's going. We've been telling you that that's the reality of the world which is why you can go to our site and you can buy stuff very simply. We don't have barriers because that's not the world. It doesn't make you a better installer because you have Expel. I'll share everybody the Porsche story that we had six, eight months back. Guy had Expel on it. 
it was quite possibly the worst PPF install I ever had. I've ever seen in, in person in my life. GT3. Guy had access to Expel. What did it mean? Still made a crappy install, so the film doesn't look good. That film isn't the most, doesn't have the best clarity on the market to begin with. It's got a really strong adhesive. That's why installers like it. Okay. I tend to like a very middle of the road adhesive because I don't want to sit there and fight the film. So I carry two or three quality films. Every shop that I know carries two or three quality films. But we have these people that'll go online and try to tell you how it's going to work in their favor. I think Expel's making the best deal for Expel. Expel's not making the best deal for you, the shop. It's actually trying to cut you out. And let's tell you another thing about Expel. Expel has been undercutting their dealers for years in the dealership market. Most of the bad installs that you see of Expel are because Expel negotiated this ultra low price on tint on PPF with dealerships. And they did it behind the back of their installers. Matter of fact, most installers only found out about this in the last 12 months. It's been going on for years, years. Expel is going to look after Expel because they're, they don't care about you or I, which is why Expel is not in my shop. It takes me five minutes to realize if somebody wants to do business with me or not. Expel wanted to tell me I'm going to use this ceramic coating. You got to use this. You got to use that. You got to do this. You got to do... I'm not jumping through those hoops. Get out of my office. But I watch all these people that think for some reason that that makes you high end. This is the same argument we have with ceramic coating. It's much worse in the PPF world, if you can believe it. But if you look at Trey, Trey is more robust than most companies build for their five year that you think are reputable. That you're staking your name on. We just built a great product. We're not trying to tell you how to run your shop or run your business or any of that. And when you go into HyperClean Specialist, for those that haven't joined and those that are listening that have, go look at the positivity and the help and the conversations and the, and the little bit of disagreement that goes on and how professional that, that whole place is. And then go look at these other groups and look at how unprofessional and clickish. And I got to, you know, defend what I'm doing. You don't have to defend it. If you like expel film, that's why you should be putting expel film on cars because you believe in it. Not because you think they're going to cut a deal to help you. But I saw some crazy comments. Oh, you know, this will help me in this. One. Dude, they're trying to cut you out. If I talk to the decision makers behind expel, you know what they're going to tell me? We'd love to cut all of our installers out. They're telling you that. Corporate stores in all the cities that matter. As soon as a city gets developed, they put a corporate store in there. You guys can't figure it out, though. It's like, I'm not mad at Expel. I'm not hating on Expel at all. This is a brilliant move by Expel because of the position that they're in. Then you get investment from one of the most powerful investors in the world that has all these connections to all these car companies. Guess what they're going to do? This is one of many deals. If they can make it work, this is going to be one of many deals that they try to cut. Now, are they going to be able to cut it? I don't know. Maybe it's only low production places that they can do this. So Toyota would be tough, those kind of places. But if they can find a way, they're going to cut everybody out. And that's what they're supposed to do. But you as an installer going on Facebook groups and defending it, like they're going to come help you and save you. That's wild stuff, man. 
It's your professionalism that matters, not the film you install. I'm going to go to the second part of today's episode. I've been in some situations here recently, actually one this week and one last week that I want to share because I feel like a lot of you guys listen for these types of stories. I'm not saying these stories as a negative. It's the exact opposite. Even talking about expel, whatever, I'm not bashing expel at all. Let me repeat that expel is doing what they're supposed to do. But professionalism carries you a long way. And a, long, a lot of times it's hard to put into words what professionalism is. But go into a Facebook group detailing related. And largely it's an unprofessional area. And largely it's an area where detailers are blaming somebody. My customer, this other detailer, the dealership did this, right? So I want to share some things that I had to deal with because it's everyday business for me. And hopefully it helps put it into perspective what has helped me. And I wasn't always, and I'm not always perfect at this. It's a learning experience and 12 years of being a business owner. I think I'm much better at it today than I was 12 years ago, but I didn't have any guide. I didn't have any podcast to listen to. I had to figure it out the hard way through my mistakes. And so let me share this week, a couple things that happened. So we take care of a lot of Lamborghini Urises, and we have a customer who has a Lamborghini Urus. My guys go to clean the wheel, won't clean off. Other three wheels look perfect. This wheel doesn't. Call me in and say, hey, something's going on with this, with this rim. I said, okay. Go check it out. Looks like dirt has been caked on to the barrel of the rim. Now, with the Lamborghini Urus, those brake package and the wheels are so big and stick out so much, you can just see it from a mile away. So I tell them to move on to another car and I start to assess and I go, well, there's clear coat that's been sprayed on this wheel from somewhere. I'm guessing the wheel had been repaired or something, the road rash, whatever. So I call the person responsible. I said, Hey, there's something going on. Did you have this front passenger side wheel repaired? He goes, yeah, it got, it got a curb rash. We had it repaired. I said, okay, man, it's going to look dirty. Uh, when you get here, you know, take a look at it. We tried to clean it. It looks like they clear coated over the dirt. They're going to have to fix it. Just wanted to let you know. That's as far as it went. Nobody bashed anybody. Nobody said anything, nothing. So I think it's like 12 hours later. Hey, uh, my wheel repair guy said that you didn't know what you were talking about, Bob. I said, okay. So what do you want me to do? He's like, hey, can you come out and meet with him and me? And okay. So I go out there and I take Fuego and I take TRX and I take some wheel brushes and I take some, some microfiber towels. And I just hand them to the guy who prepares the rims. Now, this isn't the guy I recommended. They've used him for years. He's always done subpar work in my viewpoint, but they've never been unhappy. But I just didn't want my guys to get blamed for not cleaning the rim when there was no way to clean it. So I said, hey, man, yeah, if you, you know, show me how to clean this off. Other three rims don't have this. So obviously we know it's not a care issue. Tell me how to get this off. This is to the wheel repair guy. He tries Fuego, TRX, everything. Can't get it off. I stand there and I go, what is it? Well, you know, the brake dust, I said, they're carbon ceramics. 
I said, I even gave you Fuego, which is an iron remover that you don't need, but it's a strong wheel cleaner. Uh, you tried the other one, which is, uh, you know, a more modern degreaser. I don't know. You tell me. Looks at me, looks at the customer. Well, you know, we didn't do this, you know, something happened and he's just not taking responsibility. It's obvious to everybody what's taking place here now. So I put the chemicals back in my bucket and put the rags in a bucket, whatever. And I walk back to my truck. I let those two discuss it. I take myself out of the position. This isn't our fault. And I'm not going to sit and rag on the guy and I'm not going to sit and fight. I'm not going to sit and argue and interject my two cents. But that is what a lot of people would do because now you're worried you're going to get blamed. So the wheel repair guy leaves and, and my customer goes, what does, needs to happen here? I said, he's got to, he's got to strip the whole rim. I mean, he's going to have to repaint the whole rim. This is now a big problem. I said, let me explain what happened. He didn't take the time to clean the wheel. What he did was, was there was a little curb rash on the outside. He wanted to get in and out and he wanted to do it as quick as possible. And that's what he did. And then when he sprayed the clear, it got on the rest of the rim. And then here you go. Makes total sense to my customer. Didn't throw him under the bus. This is what I said. Mistakes happen. This wheel repair guy might lose the account because of his unprofessional nature in that moment. Number one, he should have went out and looked at the rim and said, yeah, I messed it up. Let me fix it. That was unprofessional. Number one, try to throw me under the bus, but guess what? My customer saw that I didn't throw him under the bus. I didn't try to tell him he's a hack even though we've seen this on all kinds of repairs. And my customer ends up saying that to me. He goes, you know, I thought something was off. We've had a good relationship with him, but I think, you know, he's always done subpar work. I said, yeah, that's your decision, man. Didn't badmouth him, even though it's, I know it's been bad work. It's really bad work, guys. This guy doesn't even clean the rims before he starts repairing them. I mean, would you paint anything that was dirty? I wouldn't, but he does. And so instead of coming out and fixing the wheel that he messed up, and it's okay that he messed up, it's not the end of the world, but he's not trying to do right by the customer. And so it comes across unprofessional. And then when he acts like a maniac during the whole interaction, and I don't, he looks more unprofessional and I look like gold. And all I did was sit there quietly. If I was spoken directly to or asked a question, I'll answer it, but I'm not going to interject or come across unprofessional. This guy is probably out repairing a bunch of this guy's cars every month for years now. The work's never gotten better. Matter of fact, it's gotten worse. And he's probably going to lose a really big account because of professionalism. He knows he needs to wipe the dirt off. He just didn't do it. And he never does it. But then in front of the customer, he became unprofessional and lost an account. I, I haven't got, I don't, it's none of my business. I don't know whether he did or not, but I could tell, I know this customer 12 years, they're going to ax this guy because of the unprofessionalism, not because he made a mistake. And that's a wild story to think about, but it happens every day. Go look at Facebook groups and how unprofessional they are in detailing, blaming the dealership, had an Audi Q8 in the, in the, the shop this week, a simple one step and, and, and dose application, uh, a ceramic coating, simple, easy. This guy called two shops, one that, you know, 
gets a little praise by certain organizations. Not good. This customer was never asked a simple question. Never, according to him, that I asked that put his mind at ease. I said, hey, man, what do you want out of your car? What, you know, what are you looking for? Nope. The other two shops never asked him that. They wanted a full PPF, and they wanted to do this. And they want. He's like, dude, they never asked me that. He goes, I just want the car to be glossy and, and, and look shiny and be protected. I said, perfect, man. We got the greatest package for you. Here's our most popular package. One step with a two-year coding. It's going to fit you perfect. And the guy actually was right that his brand-new Audi Q8 with 400 miles wasn't that glossy. And you know what it was? It wasn't actually defects. Something had started to oxidize his paint. And I'm guessing it was waiting on a chip or whatever. So this black metallic would actually was very gray looking. So he didn't know what he was looking at, but he knew his eyes like, Hey, shouldn't this be glossier? Now imagine calling around and shops being so unprofessional that they never ask you something along the lines of, Hey man, what matters to you? What would you like to see? What's important to you? Car owner. Professionalism. I'm not a freaking rocket scientist at all. Hopefully all of you are asking your customer, Hey man, what's important to you to accomplish with your car when you come see me? And actually I'll share with this Q8, what went on. I was astounded how much oxidation was on that black paint. It had sanding marks here and there. It had defects here and there, but it largely was ugly from oxidation. So when I shared him before and afters, he asked me and I explained it to him. He goes, Oh man, thanks. You know, whatever. But then I had to look at him and talk to him about his rims. Audi had damaged his rims, typical degreaser burn, because out here in the sun, that's what happens. You guys have all seen it. I walked him through it. I said, here's what happened, man. They sprayed some degreaser. It burned on there. You can see the, you know, you can see the stream marks out of the bottle, showed him with a bottle. Yep, man. Makes perfect sense. What should I do? I said, Hey man, you're going to have to go back to Audi and, and get in them and figure out. I said, but they're, pro they're not going to make it right. I said, what are you going to do with these rims? Because I'm going to get new rims. I said, then leave it alone. I didn't go on a diatribe about how dealerships are the worst people and how they're. This guy's a, a really high-end dentist, man. He's a professional guy. He doesn't want to hear all that. He wants answers. Give him answers, move on. Professionalism. Now I'm going to talk about a different side of professionalism. I'm going to end today with this. I got a tent shop a couple doors down from me, and I've sent them probably 10 or 15 jobs since I've been here. Never asked them for a dollar, never done anything. They have no experience with windshield film, and they have no access to the windshield film that I have access to because I'm basically the only guy in Vegas along with, you know, one other guy who's connected to me really even in this film at all. And so he calls me up and he goes, Hey man, I want to buy three pieces. I got these transit vans. I said, man, I don't sell pieces. I do the installation. I said, have you been to training? Which I know he hasn't. No, but you know, I, I, you know, I've installed tent 30 years. I said, it's not tent. It's an exterior different type of product. It says nothing. I said, Hey man, all good. Leave it alone. Went behind my back, called the other guy. The other guy called me five minutes later. He goes, what's the deal with this guy? 
I'm not selling them. I, you know, you and I will do the installation because we, we pretty much team up on the installations. In a lot of cases, if there's multiple vehicles, we're the only guys in town. So went behind my back. Now this is a guy two doors down. I've sent business to he's now forever lost business for me because of his unprofessional nature. I send you business, but you don't want to send me business. So let me give you the side of it that nobody thinks about, and especially this guy who's been tinting in this town for 30 years, nice enough guy, but there's a reason he's in a tiny shop and there's a reason he's struggling right now. And there's a reason he needs money and he doesn't understand what the reason is professionalism. You go into a shop. It's not very professional. It's an old school tent shop. He's not gotten with the times he's gotten blown out of the water by two or three different guys that came in well after him he's bitter but here's the facts i gave him a price to do the install so he could still make money to his customer he didn't take the opportunity he went behind my back and tried to get the film because he thought i was being unreasonable but here's what he lost he's two doors down i could have every 10 installation and in, in, in my customer base come to my shop give it to him I've never felt right about doing it because of his professionalism. And he now has solidified that he's never going to get another job from me. Not unless he comes and makes us right. Unprofessional behavior. He doesn't see it that way. He sees it as I'm not, you know, I can't believe you wouldn't sell me the film. So if he called me, want to talk to me, let me walk you guys through something. I can install tent. It's not that big a deal. I know how to shrink tin. I know how to put tin on. I've put tin on before. When I send him the 10 to 15 jobs, I call and say, hey, man, can you sell me the tent? No. I gave him the business, sight unseen, didn't ask for anything. Trying to build a relationship from the ground up. He's never reciprocated, which I noticed, but it's no big deal. And then he goes and pulls this. So do you think when you're struggling – and I constantly have cars in my shop that you would want to do right and build a relationship or when you're struggling, do what he did. Matter of fact, he'd still been able to make three to 500 bucks off the deal. I left enough in there, told him exactly how to price it. Here's what I'll charge you. I wasn't going to make him make nothing, but I don't make anything on his tent jobs. See the difference? Look, man, this, this is, this is common sense. And you find out common sense just isn't that common. I'm not trying to get over on everybody. I'm not trying to get mine. I'm just doing my thing, respecting everybody around me, making sure that I'm acting professionally. 12 years of making a lot of money, and this guy's 30 years in struggling. He's struggling because of his professionalism. Just the way that it is. I don't make the rules, man, but it comes across to everybody He's got no one on his side. He's got nobody feeding him work. And he has every reason to have a leg up on the whole town because he's been doing it the longest in town, basically. And he has no leg up on anybody because he never did right by anybody. And I can see that with my own eyes. All of you have that option. Do you want to be professional? Or do you not? Do you want to tip people that provide you good service? Or do you want to be the guy that argues about tipping online? It's professionalism. 
So I hope those stories help. I'm not perfect. But guys, life becomes a lot easier when you just look at it from the lens of, hey, man, I want everybody to know I'm here to help my customer. I'm not here to have an argument. I'm not here to make their life harder. I'm here to help my customer have the best car experience I can provide. And if anything gets in the way of that, that's unprofessional. So you got to fix it and you got to tweak it. You got to do better. But when you can't figure out how to be professional, you're not long for being in this business, any business. Money follows professionalism. And I know a lot of you are professional. I know some of you have a question about what it looks like. Hopefully these stories help. Like I said, had fun working on the Audi Q8 this week, 400 miles, cars sick, you know, basically a Lamborghini Urus rebadged. But a customer just was never asked, hey, man, what do you want to accomplish with your car? What would you like to see? Nah, man, I'm going to tell you what we're, what we're going to do. No, came to us. So. Always have fun having these conversation, guys. I hope it brings something to you. Hope it helps you in any little way. Or, you know, I can't thank you enough for all the support. And, guys, I'll talk to you next week.